Hey there, welcome back to the Path to Zion podcast. I will be your host again today. Thank you for listening. We are rediscovering the ancient way here, and you can always find us online 24-7 at pathtozion.com and on our YouTube channel under Path to Zion. Thank you for listening today. Listen, I'm going to get right to it. And this is going to be very transparent because I think there's such value in just being real in this hour. I've been saying that for years. I've surely been saying it since we started this broadcast 14, 15, 16 now months ago. Emotions are high in humanity. People are very volatile, very emotionally stirred. Many people are rallying around causes. And I don't want to just have a merely culturally relevant episode today, but friends, there's just something that's got to be said because I feel it in my heart. And in all honesty and in all absolute transparency, I had to compose myself enough to turn this recorder on as I drive down the road. Five minutes ago, I was in a grocery store. You know, so many people right now are just so angry. And again, I'll use the word volatile. So many people look around at at the the status of our age here in mid-2020, and they're just disgusted at what they see. Whatever side you're on, because there's not merely two, whatever part you fall into, your belief system, your personal convictions, Christian, non-Christian, in the church, outside of the church, No matter your color of your skin, your nationality, no matter your geographical location upon this earth, no matter what, you have preferences, opinions, and a side. I'm always talking about division here on this program, always. And the warning to be careful that we are not falling prey to the... the, the darkness that is hiding seemingly behind every corner wanting to breed division in humanity. Brother hating brother. I'm always saying that as of late. But friends, I'm just going to speak from my heart. Because I think when we do that, it, it, it has an opportunity to, to be something worthwhile. That's why I don't get all rattled by people speaking passionately, even about something I disagree with, because you know what? It's real to that person. It's real to them. And because of that, for me, it demands my attention. I want to know why you feel the way you do. I want to know why someone says the things that they say. I I don't know why. I want to know. I don't have any interest in just saying, 
verbally or in my heart, just shut your mouth. Who cares what you have to say? You're wrong. That's not the point, is it? Who's right and wrong? This isn't a kindergarten playground event, is it? But for whatever reason, as I was just thinking through several different things in my mind as I pulled out of that parking lot at the grocery store, I've been in and out of a couple businesses today. State mandates, county mandates of mask wearing are escalating. Thankfully, the, the second business that I went into doesn't start mandatory mask wearing for another few days. I was prepared to go in without one nonetheless. I don't carry one. I'm not here to convince you. I'm not here to change your perspective on it should we differ. There's deeper matters at hands, people. But I will speak openly and honestly about it for the next few moments. And again, I'm not interested in merely having a cultural commentary session. So please stay with me and, and, and let's attempt to go deeper and further into what, what the Lord might say to us in this current condition that we are all in. I just felt grieved in my heart as I drove away from that store. It was a small grocery store, so I probably only saw, it was busy, I saw maybe 60, 75 people at the most in the, in the mere few minutes that I was even in there. I knew what I was going to get. I knew where it would be, and my goal was to get in there, get it, and get out. And I'm not going to super emotionalize this, but friends, you can feel it in the air if you're willing to be different in this hour. You can feel the tangible presence of the press. When literally you are the only individual out of, again, 60 to 75 people, approximate, I don't know. When you're the only one not complying with mask wearing ordinances that are so quickly being imposed upon us, man, you feel awkward. I would say you should. I have a real hesitancy if you want to lift your head and strut through the store and say, I'm not wearing a mask. Why didn't somebody just come up and talk to me about it? I'll let you know what's true. I'll tell you the truth. I don't have that anywhere in me. I don't know. I don't have any interest in that. Instead, my heart was grieved. As I drove away and the people beside me, sitting by themselves in their cars, had a mask on. Alone in their car. And friends, all I'm saying is, whether you want to wear one while you sleep in bed at night next to your husband or your wife, that's your business. But I can just feel this press of 
being like the majority. Joel, just be like everybody else. Stop being such an opponent of what is asked of you. Just concede. And friends, when you hear that word, I want to be very, I want to be absolutely careful and cautious you hear fully what I'm saying. I am in no no way some anti-mask, pro-patriot, you want me to wear a mask, you're going to meet my gun guy. That's not me either, and that's the challenge right here, right now for me. I don't fall into any of the majority camps. If you tell me to wear a mask, I don't know what the Lord will lead me to say, but my heart is positioned and postured to be humble, to be like my Messiah, to just in kindness and gentleness say, friend, you just don't know what you're doing. You don't see it. I'm not angry with you. I'm not against you. You're not my enemy. I'm not here to change you, and I'm asking that you don't try to change me. I've got no beef with anybody here. I want to get my groceries and get home. Trust me, I have no interest in hanging out here, risking your life, ill intent, arrogance, and like holding a sign, making it clear that you're not going to vaccinate me. I want to do what the scripture says, friends. And I want to challenge you to do likewise. Live peaceably. Live quietly. Don't go looking to pick a fight because you're right and they're wrong. I'm telling you that the the story of Jonah three weeks ago has changed and is changing my life. So many within the world... So many within the church do not know their left hand from their right. They don't know. They don't know the difference. They don't know what they're doing. And friends, I'm just going to say this, and I feel like this is crystal clear. If we are really going to walk forward in this hour, and whatever comes, whatever it holds as ones who walk in the same manner as Yeshua Messiah, friends, we had better understand clearly what He is saying and what He is doing right now in this circumstance. And if He, the God-man, were in a flesh and blood body once more, right here, right now, wherever you are, wherever I am, what would He say? What would He do? I believe he would be grieved. I believe he would be grieved. Not because of America. Not because of America's freedoms being taken away. People, Christian America, listen to me, please. We have got to expand our understanding 
Yeshua the king is not looking to rule and reign one puny little young infantile nation. This is about more than the American election or American politics or even the Second Amendment. This is more than the constitutional assault. Friends, this is so much greater than that. I believe this is something that's a shifting in the heavens. I think there's a shifting in the heavens and on the earth. There's something unseen presently. There's plenty seen, but friends, I want to encourage you to look for what is unseen. If all we are doing is choosing sides about who wears a mask and why, and we are infatuated with that, we will not see the greater spiritual issue. We will not see it. We will be down here earthly, natural, carnal, carnally minded. Carnally minded is really simplified as what? Something that is natural and opposing of the eternal unseen things of the kingdom. It's earthy. It's rooted in self, self-preservation, self-safety, self-provision. Self-advancement, summed up in what? This age. Look out for yourself, brother. Nobody else is going to. And if somebody violates your rights or tells you to do something that you should not have to do, brother, you let them have it. Because your voice needs heard. All I'm saying is, what if it's an hour for us to be grieved? What if it's an hour for us to be moved, to cry out, Come, Lord Yeshua! Come quickly! Rescue your people! Not suck us out of here! Not zap us up into the heavens and fold our clothes on the floor and deliver us in comfort! But, oh God, redeem your creation. We are so vile. We're so full of hatred. We're so full of sin and shame. Oh God, deliver your people. And rescue all of those that you please, that you would. Oh God, deliver those who don't know you. Open blinded eyes. Unclog ears that just do not hear. God, help us. Come, King Yeshua. Receive your reward. And in a sense, rightly so, God, end this rebellion. End it. It seems this world has no hope. Again, as I see hordes of people as I'm out in the city today, all of them wearing masks. I remember two individuals out of hundreds that I've seen today 
outside of a meeting of brothers I had to pray and to talk with this morning. And everybody's just doing what they're told for the good of humanity. Oh, for the good of humanity. But is that what the Spirit is saying? And I just look around, and this has happened to me for years, but this is a different twist. I remember sitting with one of my closest brothers, man. He and I met up one time. I don't know where we were. North Atlanta, I don't know. I was down there with another brother. He was attending a wedding, and I met with a dear friend, and we just sat in a busy parking lot in his truck and talked. And I remember so vividly just looking around at all the people eating and drinking. We were in a very wealthy area, high end. Everybody was nicely dressed in shiny cars, eating five-star dinners, living it up. And I just remember then when things were awesome, and this was only four years ago. Three, maybe. Man, it wasn't even that long ago now that I think about it. I bet it was two years ago. And I remember weeping as I talked to him, just saying, Brother, these people do not know God. Look at them. Comfortable. Having fun. Entertained. Satisfied. Yet they don't know God. And I remember my heart was just so broken. Oh God, the world doesn't know you. And friends, here we are now, halfway through this year. And oh man, I don't know what the second half is going to hold any more than anyone else. But friends, something's got to change. Something's got to change. Number one, there's got to be, there's got to be, like I'm always saying on this program, I'm always saying there's got to be a rightful middle ground. This extreme living humanity has got to be called out. Because you have those who wear a mask, no questions asked. Hey man, I've been told to wear it. It's got to be good. I'm going to wear it. I want to be a good law-abiding person who looks out for others, maybe with fantastic intentions. I would say a lot of fear issues down underneath, but I don't know the hearts of men. And then you have those seemingly, for the most part, the other extreme, which is, look, man, if you're wearing a mask, you're a deceived loser. Pansy. Nobody will ever, ever, ever tell me to wear a mask. And if you do, man, you're going to meet my fist. And here we have, in yet another example, the two extremes. All I'm saying is, can we look as spiritual men and say, there's something beneath all of this. There's something greater to be heard and received in these circumstances that are coming to the earth. Now, obviously, few want to talk about it. Few want to engage. 
few want to rightly discuss something because very few people can stand and give themselves to tolerating disagreement. So I get it. Right out of the gate, man, most people are out. Because most people can't debate as men of self-control anymore. They fly off, lose control, and it's worse than where it started. I understand that. Which is why my plea right here, right now, is to can we posture our hearts in humility? Broken. And again, in closing, when I left that store, man, it just surprised me as I'm driving down the road at the stirring in my heart towards just what I saw. Did people glare at me? Yes. Did people move away from me? Yes. You know what? But I'm not interested in, in super hyper-emotionalizing anything. That's going to be a part of this. People are going to mock us. People are going to, should you choose, to, to stand up rightly in humility in a heart of compassion and forgiveness and mercy, we will be mocked. But here's the thing. Mocking is such a foreign idea to the Christian American church. Friends, it's going to take some getting used to. And I'm speaking to myself. It's going to take some getting used to, friend. We have not known what it means to count the cost in such a way. I believe that's about to change. I believe it's about to change. So what will we do? I will say our greatest asset will not be our belief system. It won't even be our convictions. It will be the posture of our heart. The absolute most important thing from here on out for all of us will be tuning in to what the Spirit is saying and what Yeshua the Messiah is doing and saying right now through His members, His church. So if you're going to labor into anything... I want to invite you into laboring what I feel like I'm going to labor into from right now on. I want my heart to be tender. I spoke on this just the other day in our whiteboard teaching at our house as well. Talks about in uh, Matthew 24, it talks about uh, don't let your love grow cold. In the age of lawlessness, seem applicable? does to me. Friends, let's keep our hearts warm. See, that heart of flesh, man, this could take all day and it's not going to. <laughs> that Ezekiel heart exchange reality, is that not culminated in what Yeshua told us? I'm just thinking off the top of my head of those, those uh, connections, if you will. He takes out your heart of stone in the first Adam bloodline, cold. Hard as a rock. Concrete. It cannot respond to the heart of Yahweh. It can't. It's incapable. It opposes Him. 
But then we are given a heart of flesh. A heart of flesh. Probably the only time in the scriptures where the flesh is referred as something good. In this case, the heart of flesh can what? Respond. Feel. And guess what else? It's warm. It's warm. Have you ever... Have you ever gutted a deer? (laughs) Your heart is warm. Your natural heart is a warm, functioning muscle in your body. And so it's, it's not ironic to me that the, the scripture also alludes to in the Gospels where Yeshua says, don't let your heart, don't let your love grow cold. Don't do it. Tend to it. Friends, let's do that. If you're not feeling compassion and mercy, patience, forgiveness, man, I've been looking at James, don't even get me started. Friends, there's an issue with your convictions. Our convictions in this hour must flow out of a heart that is not cold. It's the heart of the Messiah. It's the heart of the Father who desires none to perish and pours out His loving kindness and mercy upon anyone He draws. He draws, He draws us unto Himself. So friends, you'd better find whatever, whatever your means of getting in the presence of the King looks like. Man, you better do it. If you don't know yet, you'd better figure it out. We've got to go to bed later and get up earlier. We've got to know the heart of the Father. Lord, raise us up to be a people who hear your words and know your heart. Amen. Go to pathdesign.com. Check us out on YouTube under Path Design Podcast. Send us an email anytime. We will come visit you. We will drive to your church, to your home gathering. I don't care where you are. If I can get there, I'll do it. You need someone to pray for you, with you, lay their hand on you and pray for healing, man, call me. Text me. Email me. Let's do that. Let's do this stuff. Path to Zion podcast at gmail.com.